we're back. Another episode of Talking Maiden. The podcast of the beast. The podcast of the pandemic. The pandemic podcast. We're done. Brave New World. No more episodes. Finally finished Brave New World. We're in the Brave New World. Seven uh, seven episodes. That was a long yeah. time to talk about one album, but uh, that was fun. I know. And we're still getting feedback. I got tons of feedback. We'll take yeah. a break, though, and kind of get caught up before we get into that again. Please. <laughs> <laughs> Your Brave New World at, world yes. out. Well, yeah. no, I, I love it, but... You know, you got to give you got to give it a break too. That's the one thing when you do a seven parter. <laughs> that's true. You know, take the foot off the gas, slow over, and take a pee break. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I say we more than covered that album. I think we did. I think yeah. we did it justice. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I liked it. Two thumbs up. Top, <laughs> yeah, it's in the top top sixteen. Um. Yeah, that was that was that was good fun. Uh, you want to kick off a beer right away because I'm itching. Yeah, I'm pretty thirsty. This is, uh, it's called Loxley. It's from yeah. Brasseur de Montreal, which is like a brewery in Montreal, downtown. Yeah, where'd you get these? Um, I got them in the liquor store here. So we have nice. the, uh, everything's on lockdown. But you can still go to the liquor store. So I went and yeah. picked up, this was like one of those multi-packs where there's like a dozen beer with four different kinds. Yeah. So I got a bunch of different kinds of beers and a couple other singles. And I dropped a bunch off at your house there on the weekend. Yeah, that was nice. So when we do these episodes remotely, we can do the same beer. Yeah, and no no contact podcast beer <laughs> synchronization drop off. All right. Do not spend your time worrying about those wasted beers. Oh yeah, that's the stuff. This is a red ale, Loxley Red Ale. Yeah. Looks good. I've been kind of, because uh, you got to do quite a, it's quite a gig uh, to get out there and get into the liquor store. The, their website, man, is ridiculous. Because obviously, I don't think a lot of people know, but in Canada, we have like government-run liquor stores. Which yeah, the only place you can buy liquor is, is, or beer. Well, you can buy no, beer the, in convenience stores, but. And breweries, yeah. right? But imports but, or liquor or wine. Yeah. So I'm like well out of wine, well into my spirit supply, but I got still got tons of beer because I keep going to every time I go to the liquor store, which is, you know, every corner store, say, you know, once a week or once every three days to get bread or something like that. I just I just grab like three dozen beer every yeah. time. So I got all kinds of beer, but, you know, I, I, I looked at ordering some liquor. And so, now, you know me. I mean, <laughs> when it was, I remember I was talking about it like, get gas remember i called you up to get gas that time oh, like, yeah. what two months ago i was yeah. like this stuff's real man i still got all this gas and stuff stocked up i won't get into the rest i got stacked but i got i got shit i'm like you know i've always been thinking like you don't want to go into the walking dead with a half a tank <laughs> this beer is awesome this beer is deadly but yeah i picked these up at the liquor store and mm. you have to they only let one person in the store at a time so everyone has to you'll order online and then you mm. show up, you line up outside six feet apart from everyone. They let you in one at a time. They give you your box of beer. You tap your card and then you leave. So it works pretty yeah. good. Yeah. It's funny now. We've got all these weird things we have to live with. But, you know, I remember just just several weeks ago when we were trying to shut down the airports. People were like, oh, that's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Everybody, <laughs> you know, that's what should have happened. But, um, yeah, it's an interesting time, isn't it? What are you doing to pass the time? Listening to a lot of music, watching yeah. the odd movie and documentary, reading some books. Yeah. Yeah. 
getting caught up. It's not too bad, actually. <laughs> yeah. It's a good chance to catch up on some Iron Maiden. Yeah, I want to throw that out a little later. Uh, I want to see what, what, like, your three recommendations are for, like, what people should be doing right now. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Have you put much thought into it? Well, just think about it. It's like so many times we talk to our listeners about, uh, oh, you should really pay attention to Blaze stuff. Oh, you know, Bruce has got some good solo albums. And we'll, that's a teaser. We'll, we'll talk about one in a minute. And, you know, oh, uh, some of those stuff around the early years or the early years episodes ourselves or um, maybe some of the live discs or the newer albums. Like now's an opportunity if you listen to this podcast to maybe pick one or two of these things that you've had on the list to listen to, but you haven't had a chance. Yeah. Or if you're looking to pass some time, you can go yeah. on YouTube on the Iron Maiden channel on YouTube. The All three of those history of Iron Maiden, part one, part two, and part three, they're all on there for free if you want to watch them. And that's three Ooh. and a half hours of Maiden documentary. The death on the road documentary. There's one called life on the road. It's like a documentary about, it kind of shows like backstage, the crew, the lighting rig, the stage setup. You know, if you want to see what food they have backstage. Nice. Um, and all their music videos are on there. So, I mean, you could kill a few hours on the Iron Maiden official channel. If you've never seen yeah. those History of Iron Maiden part one, two, and three, if you don't own those DVDs, they're very cool. They're really cool. And they're all for free on the YouTube channel. So go watch those. Well, we, we haven't talked about this off air, but I'm going to throw an idea at you. Okay. Should we do, like, one at a time, uh, a pandemic playlist? Throw it out over Twitter and over Facebook. Just share one every now and then. Yeah. So if, if something, to, something to have a look at. Because those uh, documentaries, I didn't know they were up there. Okay. So I'm going to put those on Facebook. Okay. I can email um, you all these links on YouTube, yeah. I looked on yeah. audible.com. There's no Iron Maiden books on audible.com. None? There's, actually, there's a, one in Swedish, but there's no English Iron Maiden books. So I just checked that out today. Or, uh, you know what? If people get bored, they can always go back and listen to all of our back episodes. <laughs> they definitely could. It was the 40th anniversary of the first Iron Maiden album. So you can go back and listen to our four-hour yeah. coverage of that. That's right. <laughs> and our friend Fox, our Australian correspondent. Right. Uh, or we, we call him that. He's our friend. He literally is listening through our podcast. And this is our our good friend who, you know, I mean, we've been listening to Maiden, talking about Maiden for 15 years. We messaged him when we were starting the podcast. And now he's like, he's going through every episode and writing us a big detailed email after. I know. Well, he sends us these like big long emails. And I'm like, I can't remember what I said. That was two and a half years ago. <laughs> I know. But you know what I told him to do? I said, I do like the notes. emails though. Yep. Yeah, I said, make notes and come on and give us a perspective on how we've evolved. That would be pretty cool to hear. That would be cool. Yeah. Well, I know. I mean, my, my some of my changes are glaring. That's fine. But uh, how has Nesbitt come around? <laughs> Where's Nesbitt at? I don't think your Fear of the Dark is the worst album when you started. No, it wasn't. No, you weren't. And Killers was probably near your favorite even then. I think Killers was my favorite album when we started the podcast. Yeah. But it's not anymore. No, it's not. It's weird. Yeah, so my uh, the things that I want to uh, tell people, um, well, we'll talk about some Bruce Solo stuff in a bit, but that's what I've been listening to. So a little perspective on what I've been doing first. Um, I'm obviously working from home, but um, we just launched a whole new service, our company, my company. Um, so we've launched a whole new app and everything else, techsquad.com. Uh, but I've, just like I went cassette in the truck, 
uh, or, or cassette and CD in the truck and started going back to CDs. I've on my own computer, I've gone Winamp. Oh yeah. <laughs> so I'm literally I set up Winamp because I was ha- like, man, I'm the most ridiculous. I I build apps. I have like a tech company, and I'm like, these MP3s are killing me. But like literally uh, on my machine, you know how the stupid like software sucks for like apple wants to get you in everywhere spotify is 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 you can't organize anything correctly they're suggesting stuff to you all the time and it's like they know everyone i hate to suggest them to me and then (laughs) google google music i can uh, i hate the sorting in that more than anything anyway so i've got winamp going and i've been just listening to stuff so i'm sitting here and listening like crazy um and having a great time the recommendations i have for people is um have a listen to in vivo i've been enjoying that one yeah um as great live disc um as well um a matter of life and death i just started chewing on that again um and uh obviously book of souls just some of the newer stuff because we where we did brave new world maybe I want, i'm gonna ease a little bit back into dance of death but for a lot of uh our um you know um and final frontier obviously it's is in vivo is all it's all over it but the uh, a lot of our listeners, I, I really suggest now is the time to take some time to listen to the new stuff. And um, I actually listened to En Vivo. Yeah. I watched the concert video of En Vivo, I think four times last week. You watched it four times. Oh, I had it on in the background when I was doing something. Oh, okay, I'm working from home too, so in the basement, you know. Yeah. I'm gonna put a concert video on in the background. That's yeah. Pretty cool. So yeah, it's funny. I just listened to that one a ton, and I listened to the live album too, a good few times. So dug right back into that album yeah yeah how are you finding it i'm I'm kind of enjoying the time off to be honest it's not time it. off but i got a lot of time to get stuff done yeah i don't mind it yeah. i've listened to more music in the last month than i have like in the two months before so that's impossible yeah you always just sit at work listening to music i don't know i've been exploring all these bands that have been like bookmarking and now i'm finally getting yeah. a chance to go kind of dig into them a bit so that's kind of cool we got a bunch of people emailed us about the song Virus yeah, from the Best in the Beast compilation. Awesome song. Great non-album single. But uh, yeah. it's very topical now. So a whole bunch of people sent us like, we got a few emails of people doing cover versions of the song. Uh, Blaze just released a live version of it from his live DVD. Really? Yeah, I should do a review of that actually because I just got his new live DVD. Yeah, but it's funny. Yeah, this, this uh, coronavirus happened, and all of a sudden, the song "Virus" is like popping up everywhere now. We're getting all these emails and messages. Yeah, when when we do cover that, we're you know the beer we should have. What's that? <laughs> Obviously, a Corona. I heard their sales are like destroyed from this, which doesn't make any sense at all. Yeah. One thing that I think is funny is like, or it's not funny, but a fu- thing that I noticed, a lot of bands and people in the metal community are like coming out and making statements. Um, Blaze Bailey, I've got a clip here actually. This is Blaze Bailey released this for his fans. Hello, my name is Blaze Bailey. I'd like to say a big thank you to everyone that's been supporting me and buying things from the web shop, keeping me going. I'm very lucky at the moment, I'm supposed to be at home writing my book for the Infinite Entanglement Trilogy and some song ideas for my new album and 
all of the sleeve notes to go with the new edition of the 10th Dimension album. As you know, there's an evil virus threatening mankind and we all have to be aware of it. The thing that I wanted to say to everybody is that it's okay that we feel miserable and we feel stressed and all of that. But the key thing to survival is a positive mental attitude and never giving up. If we're all in this together, then let's try and get through together. So, uh, you know, that was kind of cool that he came out and actually made a statement to the fans. It's cool he mentions he's working on that book too, the Infinite Entanglement Trilogy, the book. Yeah. But uh, it's, it's kind of weird. He said that, and this, like Rob Halford from Judas Priest, uh, he came out and made a statement for his fans too, which I thought was cool. Uh, here's like a short clip of it. Hello, Metal Maniacs. Right, so at times like this, this is when the metal community comes together, right? This is serious, okay? But we're going to get through it because we've been through these problems, these situations before in history and humanity has this great tenacity to pull together and to be strong and to overcome things that come before us. So look after each other, look after yourselves, your family, your friends, your loved ones, stay in touch, that's, that's an important thing. Do you know when there's a lot of fear floating around, um, this is when we really have to kind of look out for each other and do what's necessary and the right thing to do. So there you go. Those my little words of advice. Uh, I love you. Keep strong. Keep safe. Keep metal. Oh, yeah. I thought that was cool. Blaze and Rob Halford both came out, made a statement to the fans. I thought that was just cool. But there hasn't really been anything, you know, from the guys in Iron Maiden. Yeah, it's interesting. I guess we haven't heard anything. Well, Rod Smallwood actually put a couple of tweets out, but it was kind of like a stock response. I'd love it if Maiden would just come out and say something. Do you th- like hang in there? I don't know why, but just uh... yeah, or or like now is the great time to if you got any spare footage of stuff that you're never gonna monetize, or you know if there's stuff you could just throw up, or you know even uh, do a Facebook Live as a group or something. Yeah, it's except cool. I think they're spread all over the world. Like Dave Murray lives in Hawaii. Yeah, and like Nico's in Florida and somewhere in England. You know what I mean? So I don't think getting them together is a possibility, but like Steve Harris releasing a 30 second clip to his fans saying like, we're not sure what's going on with the tour yet. Hang in there. Cause a lot of people are really wondering what's going on with the tour. They postponed all of the Australia and New Zealand dates. Yeah. The Japanese tour was canceled. There's a bunch of festivals download. There's one called Copenhagen in Denmark um, anyway, those just tour dates are gradually being canceled. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, eventually they're all going to get canceled, I assume. Yeah, which makes makes me wonder, like, why you don't just, I don't know. It's, it's, I think yeah. it has something to do with the promoter and cancellation insurance. And, like, I think if the government says you can't have this concert, it's different than if you just, like, cancel the whole tour. I don't know if the band gets paid from insurance. I don't know how it all works. I read a bunch of articles. It seems like it's very, like, complicated. But I think it must be something to do with that. Like Maiden's just like, you tell us when they're when we're not allowed to have them, and then we'll 
announced the cancellations. Yeah, the uh, the Premier League football is the same way. Uh, sports leagues in North America, they, they can't really talk about starting back up because they have TV rights and there's this whole cascade. And you're right, who's going to be left holding the bag? And if you go ahead and cancel your season prematurely, you're right, they might they might end up voiding a contract and having to pay back money or owe money or whatever. Um, yeah, it's a, it's an interesting entanglement. I mean, I'm I'm kind of not of the same view as you that 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 they need a statement or that. Like, there's there's a little bit of too much celebrities coming out. You know, you got to have the right tone. You know, like coming yeah. out and singing you a song or telling you, oh, you know, uh, don't worry, we're okay. I thought the Blaze and the Rob Halford ones were done well. Yeah, I mean, that's... they're just kind of like hang in there, keep a keep your chin up. Yeah, I know. Did you see in the Maiden store they have a T-shirt that says uh, "Keep Calm and Maiden On"? Yeah, but I mean, what yeah. what's what's that going to do for you though? Like, I mean, are you like sitting there know. going, oh, no, I'm, I, I'm, I'm, uh, what am I going to do? And Steve's like, hey, guys, don't worry, it'll be over. Oh, okay, I'm fine now. No, I guess it just kind of like, I don't know, it keeps that connection to the band, makes it, you know, feel a little more personal, like you have a personal relationship with the band. I don't know. Maybe it's stupid. I don't know. I don't know. If I had tickets to a concert this summer and I knew it was going to get canceled and Steve Harris came out and said, like, sorry, we're all in this together, I think maybe I wouldn't be quite as, I don't know if I was angry or disappointed. I don't know. Because I think that the whole tour is toast. Like, they're not going to let mass get, let's tour, the last concert date of this is in Spain in July 25th. Like, no one's getting thousands of people together. Yeah. Then, but I don't think. So really, the only thing they could come out is say, hey, guys, hang in there. And, you know, Here's to me, a that adds live nothing. DVD. Yeah. Here's a free download of the Legacy of the Beast tour. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know. I, I, if they just came out and were like, you know, your time will come. <laughs> yeah. You know, we're like, uh-oh, that's not good. Um, <laughs> but it's funny, they're canceling a lot of the dates, but the Australian dates say postponed, not canceled. Yeah. Well, because they... But how is that... Yeah, but we're, how are they going to... Like, Maiden strikes me as the type of band that plans two or three years out, right? With the tours, and they have this new album ready to come out, or we think they do. I would disagree with that. I say like, that I I don't think they should push this legacy another year. That'd be crazy. No, I would say that that's correct. But I mean, they don't they don't plan two or three years out. I think when they finished the second Legacy of the Beast tour, they were like, "Oh, we got one more in us," and also maybe it was timing on the album. But you know, I think they know what they're loosely what they're going to be doing yeah, for the next two years. Loosely, and yeah. that didn't involve a coronavirus global pandemic. I know. I'm just saying that like. If they decide to take this leg of the tour and wait until this is over and then drop that leg. Yeah. Then you're pushing the album out another like year. And then you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm I'm wondering what the album release basically is what I'm saying. How this is yeah, gonna affect it, that. It is interesting, isn't it? I mean, just think about it. If you're them, wouldn't you want to do this leg of the tour anyway? Because the whole good vibe, getting it back going, but also how do you st- just think about it? The, the the next time you tour and the uncertainty around it because you know as well as I do the the, 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 the gates will start to open if a few bands will have concerts there's whole talks about like outdoor concerts being banned for a year I don't know if you saw that there was like a BBC or something I shouldn't quote the news yep. source there was some big news source that was saying we might want to reconsider music festivals for a year or two um, anyway they uh, so you can't really launch a new album in that uncertainty, but you can jostle around a tour. So even as it eases up, you're still going to have uncertainty over what's going to happen. 
So I think you'll have, uh, I think it's the ideal time to do a third leg of a tour rather than compromise and stumble out the gate on a new album. See, then you're into like a fourth year of Legacy of the Beast. Not really. By the time it's over. Yeah, I know. If but they push but, all these dates. Yeah, but I mean. And if you're pushing the album, the new album, after that, then you've got an album that you've been recording and you're sitting on for two or three years. Yeah, but I mean, you're not going to look back and be like, oh, we dragged that out. Yeah, that global pandemic in the middle of sure was a whole buzzkill. <laughs> no, I think that they should just say this this Legacy of the Beast thing's a wash. Yeah. We're going to release the new album and then work on the album tour after that. Yeah. Eh. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It, <laughs> Easy for us to say, uh, people that have seen the uh, Legacy of the Beast tour six times. <laughs> I'm mm. like, just cancel the rest of it. But I mean, I if you've know. never seen this and you have your tickets, I'm sure you don't, you know, it's a different story. We only saw it five <laughs> times. Five times. Oh, yeah. Quebec City was Book of Souls tour. Yeah. Very, very right. I know. Because yeah. it, it tears me up inside. <laughs> and British Lion has tour dates in June and July. Really? No word on those either, but... I would assume that those won't be going ahead either yeah just based on what i've been reading about rock concerts and stuff yeah it's 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 such a like we really don't know you know and at the same time our leadership everywhere doesn't want to give false hope but also don't really know you know when they're going to open the gates if at all in in the near term you know yeah and it's funny because whenever you talk to anyone about a plan people are like boys it isn't haven't even hit us yet and I always say, wait, now we need to have a plan. You need to have a bright shoot, you know, like I, I so it's funny. Uh, my, uh, my girlfriend, she's watching the walking dead and I watched the walking dead, but I gave up in season six or seven. And, uh, I'm not really going to compare that to this at all. That's not the point of this, but the, the problem I hated with the walking dead was there was no hope by like six, yeah. seven and by <laughs> season six, it was the same old, I was like, you're just, it's just exhausting. I mean, the most negative person <laughs> in the world would, uh, is the only person like this show. I mean, you want to have some arc, right? You know, the, yeah. in, in something. And, and for us, I mean, you need to have these rock concerts to look forward to. So I, I hope they do come up with some solution, start talking about what the future looks like. Yeah. Mm. It's funny you mentioned the walking dead because, there's Iron Maiden tie-in with Walking yes, Dead. Yes, there is. So I have a clip of it. They actually, this is a, you know, the clip is a few minutes long. This is a very short clip of it. Have you heard what they said on the news today? Have you heard what is coming to us all? That the world as we know it will be coming to an end. Have you heard? Have you heard? The desperation of the situation getting graver. Getting ready when the wild wind blows. <laughs> Told you to just sing it. So yeah, in some episode, I'm not watching the show. I only watched the first. I think I got like halfway through the second episode and then gave up on that show. Yeah. But uh, they had an episode where someone was singing into a radio. And yeah. They, saying the words to the wild wind where the wild wind blows i, know. I was wondering how many viewers actually picked that up as a maiden reference yeah because it's a very obscure maiden song unless you're like a maiden fan but not only that the way they sing it when you sent it to me it was familiar obviously because i know the song yep. but when i heard it i was like where do i know that and i was like this is a maiden song that was like obviously yeah. nesbitt said it to me so it makes sense <laughs> it's funny that where the wild wind blows we got a bunch of people emailing us when this Walking Dead thing came out, and then when the COVID pandemic came, 
because the words, you know, have you heard what they said in the news today? Have you heard what is coming to us all? Yeah. Like everyone's like, oh, it sounds like they're singing about like this virus. They said there's nothing can be done about the situation. They said there's nothing you can do at all. Sit around and wait for something to occur. Did you know? Did you know? Like it, it's very, uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It pretty sums up like what's going on right now. Everyone's sitting around doing nothing, <laughs> yeah. waiting for something to occur. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's... And it's funny. And then I went back and listened to our Final Frontier episode where we talked about wild, where the wild wind blows. And I can't believe how hard we went on that song. <laughs> it's like we really hated on that song. I think we never mm. hated on anything so hard. In Really? Like, it, yeah. Yeah. Can we get to the weakest track on the album? Which I've named previously as my worst lyric. Right. Was it worst lyric? Yeah, it was. Can you see it on the TV? <laughs> Holy shit. People were talking about how this is going to be so epic. And I think it's just like a weak Maiden song. And a horrible way to end an awesome album. It's like fizzled yeah. out. Now, I, I don't hate it. I just put it like a five or a six. I just, it's so long. Yeah. He, the way he does the, the vocals just turn me right off. There's nothing memorable in there. So <laughs> when I was writing this, I have like a few notes here in front of me. Yeah. Uh, I didn't even make any clips of the song. The Angel and the Gambler, Gambler is ten times the song that this is. Awesome. And they both suffer from the same problem of like being way too long. Fair foot. It's weird. I was listening. I was like, I remember not liking it very much, and I listened, and I was like, "Holy crap!" Yeah, it's I, funny. I couldn't believe it. But like, okay, so I'm working in my basement, yeah, and I'm listening to music. I told you I was watching the In Vivo concert on repeat. That song came on in the In Vivo concert, and man, the live version of that song—it's really good. Yeah. I'm totally, I'm totally doing a like a a 180. Well, maybe a 160. Yeah. <laughs> on that song, I went from not liking it at all. I really like the song now. I'm not a huge, huge fan of the first part and the way it starts. Yeah. But the live version is so much better. It's so like it's so heavy, and that the live version really hooked me. And I don't think we gave it enough credit. Yeah, no, it's a good song. I didn't think we were that hard on it. It's just the cheesy lyrics. Yeah, but, I thought we yeah. weren't that hard either. But then yeah. I was like, they wasted so much time in the set list on this song. <laughs> ah, well, like, you got it. But I have a clip you know, of yeah. the Adrian Dave Murray solo from the in vivo version of Where the Wild Wind Blows. And the solo kicks ass.
I love that. The Dave Murray just like loses his mind on that solo. So I'm totally doing a. Uh, I'm taking back everything I said about where the wild wind blows. I still think it's one of the weaker tracks in the album. Yeah, I don't know what to think now. We might have to revisit it. Yeah, but to me, I but, don't know. Uh, it's weird they can hear a song for years and years and years, and then all of a sudden it clicks. I don't know. Maybe it's my mindset being like in quarantine when I heard this There's song. some cheesy Bruce vocals on that song. There's some crappy lyrics. There's a big lull. I mean, look, you can like it. It's got a catchy thing to it. You hear, you know, on your favorite TV show where some, someone likes it because it resonates with them. And it's good on the live disc. But, I mean, I, yeah. the guys have done, you know, I mean, they could come up and do Mary's Head. Mary has a little lamb live, and I'd love it. I mean, so <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I'm not uh, – it was an honest take at the time. Uh, I think this song is better than Journeyman which I had this below Journeyman. I don't know. So when I rank my songs, which I already have done, I'm going to have to go in and like maybe adjust a little bit because I think adjust. I have this like in the bottom three. <laughs> which is why the ranking is pointless. No, the ranking's fun. Yeah, well, it's fun. <laughs> I mean, you know. Um, so something else I want to get into is we're always talking about Night Demon. Yes. Night Demon has a new single out, Empire's Fall, and it just kind of dropped out of the blue. Yeah. Um, it's a pretty awesome song. Yeah. And I was talking to Jarvis. We were both talking to Jarvis. He said we could play it on the, on the podcast. He said we yeah. could play the whole track. Um, I love this. I gotta yeah, say, it's, I it's really, really great. love it. Yeah. Really, really cool album cover. Yeah. Um, Andre Buzikov is the guy that did the cover art. And it's like, you know, it's the Empire Records building getting smashed. Yeah. And this Empire's Fall song is all about like the record companies and how they're like, their empire is falling. Yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And the background vocals in it are Lars Fredrickson and Matt Freeman from Rancid. Oh, really? Which is pretty cool. Yeah. Because uh, Out Come the Wolves was like my, one of my favorite albums there for a while. I have like three Rancid albums. Let's Go, Out Come the Wolves, and Life Won't Wait. And those three albums are awesome. I listened to them to death. Yeah. And I don't really know the stuff before and I don't really know the stuff after. But like it's cool that he got them to sing background vocals on the song that's cool that is awesome i didn't notice that. I so uh yeah i asked jarvis too and i was like are you gonna get in trouble if we like play the song and he's like we're the band you don't need anyone's permission to play our song we're giving you permission he's like that's what the whole song's about <laughs> <laughs> that's what I, can you can can you imagine can you imagine right oh so uh here this is the new night demon single uh in its entirety
such an awesome song. Yeah, it's amazing. You know what? It's it's very Night Demon. There's so many Night Demon sounds now that have that have become so. I feel um, like they're iconic. progressing a bit too, because like that yeah. whole middle part with the breakdown is really cool too. And yeah, I don't know. It's yeah, a cool it dynamic. is. It is. It is uh, a progression. I loved. I love the, the. It's interesting in the in the lead up there before you played the clip. You said that you had the guys backing them up because I was wondering how he did that harmony. I was wondering what that was. That's awesome. Um, the pace in Night Demon is what I love so much about them. You know, but it's not like that oh, crap. Yeah. It's just that they're, they're pay- playing so well at such a high. It's pace. intense. It has yeah. intensity. Yeah, but it's not just that you know nonsense. It's just so, it's awesome. But I, I do think this is a, um, you know, it's a it's a step in the uh, in the right direction. What I think for them to I've noticed specifically, like I don't know, I listen to the live album the most, right? Um, yeah. And. I don't know why, maybe because it's just like a, kind of a greatest hits, but the production value is so good. Um, yeah. And um, I just find this is a natural build off it. I, don't, I, I think this is awesome. So, so that signal is, or that single is um, on the streaming sites now, Empire's Fall. Yeah. I went to the Night Demon website and went to their online store. Yeah. And they have a t shirt and seven inch bundle, which I got. And I ordered a extra seven inch for you i got a i got in there too and i ordered ended up ordering three more night demon shirts yeah i know <laughs> it's it's funny because i i messaged you to because i was gonna hoping to bundle an order because we get that huge shipping cost in the u.s yeah. i know he doesn't make any money off it um and uh, you were like i already ordered it <laughs> i was like yeah. oh thank you uh but for me i mean i have remember i went down and I bought all the merch at the last concert, and then I yeah, got a yeah. bunch of sides. When we saw them, you went to the merch table, and you're like, one of everything, please. Yeah. Put it in a Night Demon tote bag. Yeah, I did, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. And then and then Jarvis shows up the next day. Here's a, here's a few shirts, guys. So <laughs> yeah, I have, like, right. I have like uh, a ton, tons of gear. Yeah. Um, but anyone that's listening to this, hmm. like, if you're in, like, Maiden's fine. They don't care about this pandemic. Well, they do, no. but, you know, it's not. they're not hurting. No. Yeah. All these bands that aren't maiden size, like go buy some of their merch. They're not doing any shows now. Yeah. They're not all the tours are canceled. Yeah. I went to the Blaze Bailey website and bought a coffee mug, a pin, and a CD and a shirt. I went to the Night Demon shop and bought a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Uh if you ever wanted to buy merch from a band, now's a good time. Oh, it's the best time to do it. Yeah. You know? So Paul Diano is set to do I don't know if the show's gonna go ahead. It probably won't, but he was going to... Remember, he had a bunch of former Maiden members, and he had a band called the Ides of March. Yeah. That were going to do, like, his final retirement show, his last show before he retires. Yeah. I went and bought an Ides of March shirt, too. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> so I'm just like, you know, if you were maybe thinking about buying a shirt from a band, do it now. Now's the time. Now is the time. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of places offering good deals too, and bundle packages and all kinds of stuff you can get off their website. Yeah, now is the time, definitely, no question. Um, and a lot of these small bands too, they employ a lot of people, so just letting them survive something like this is enough to to yeah. get them back on tour and get everyone back to work. And uh, that's a you know it's a good thing for us and everything that uh, all of our listeners, everything we care about. I think it's uh, that's the place to spend spend your money right now, definitely. There was something on the Iron Maiden fan club forum, and people mm. were saying it would be cool if Maiden came out with a a charity Maiden shirt, and all the proceeds would go to, like, event staff, you know what I mean? Or yeah. the crew, the Maiden crew, because, I mean, imagine you're, like, working the crew for a Maiden show, and your whole tour gets canceled. Like, there's your income gone. 
Yeah, now that I'd, cool, that I'd be on side. Cool I'd be totally on side for that. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, it'd be interesting, too, to see what they could do in terms of, like, future sales or, you know, signing up some other stuff for future tours. But absolutely, any way they can get creative to get people to, to you know, keep, their, to keep the people employed, I'm all over it. You know, and a lot of people, I find the interesting thing about this situation is people tend to be impacted very differently. Like, there's a lot of people that have lost their jobs completely. And there's a lot of people that still have their jobs. Like, you know, I'm, I'm fortunate enough that I'm not, I'm not financially impacted by this. Um, yeah, I'm not at all. I'm just working from home. Exactly. But I have, I mean, I'm working online digitally yeah. anyway. So exactly. But we have friends who difference. are, who are completely impacted by this, you know? Yep. So yeah, buy some merch. I like what you're doing there, Nesbitt. Buy some merch from your, from your local metal band. I am, blaze bailey you're listening to talking maiden the podcast of the beast possibly the best podcast in the world (laughs) so we teased earlier that uh we're going to be covering tyranny of souls as our next album that yes. we do. So the story behind this is we did the first two Bruce albums. You were not a huge fan. Yeah. We did Balls to Picasso and uh, Tattooed, Millionaire. Tattooed Millionaire. But we also yeah. did uh Sarajevo the, documentary. Right, the comp- compilation uh, soundtrack, the soundtrack. Which I yeah. which I was glowing about. Right. Which featured and none of that garbage next... from the early years. <laughs> And then you told me that Skunk Works is a no-go. I've been listening <laughs> to Skunk Works. I don't like it. I've been going through the Bruce stuff because you beat me up over this enough. You're like, oh, Josh, yeah. give it a chance. Give it a chance. I, like, I like Chemical Wedding. Yeah. Um, skunk Works blows. Okay, yeah. I a, love Skunk Works. It's a rock album, but it is. it's not, it's a, metal not album a good rock album. It's, it sucks. Anyway. Oh, I think it's great. Ugh. Now I'm I think o- it's awesome. All right. I, I could talk now for half an hour about that album. <laughs> I've only listened I to it like four one. or five times, but I've listened to it four or five times in the last month and a half because I was trying to get, and then I was like, I, I came back to you and I was like. That's my third favorite Bruce album. Unprompted. Solo album. Unprompted because I felt kind of bad because a lot of listeners were like, oh, Josh, give give the Bruce a, a chance. So I went off, unprompted, didn't tell you, listened to Skunk Works a bunch and wrote you back and was like, this is garbage. I was going to do it and surprise <laughs> you and be like, all right, let's do it. Here you go, Ness. So then I had the idea of, I'll go straight to, you love Bruce's vocals. You love yes. catchy hooks. Yes. You love catchy choruses. Yes. I was like, Tyranny of Souls is the album to throw at Josh. That's and right. I throw at you, Tyranny of Souls. And I put it um, and I put it in Winamp. And gosh darn it, Nesbeth, if you didn't put in a winner. It's the one with the catchy hooks in all the courses. Yeah. Like, uh, here's a clip from Kill Devil Hill. So almost every single song on Tyranny of Souls has like a super catchy hook in the chorus. Yep. 
So I knew you would like that one. So we're going to skip a whole bunch of Bruce ones and go straight to the latest Bruce album. Okay, I like it. (laughs) And we're going to cover it. I'm going to give you one teaser right now. Okay. That song is a Stone Cold 10 out of 10. Oh, my God. Kill Devil Hill. A couple of 10 out of 10. No, wait, no. No, but here's my teaser. It's not my favorite song on the album. Okay. Hmm. Mm. Well, I'll have to wait and see. Yes. (laughs) To be. So, Pandemic Playlist, number one, Tyranny of Souls. Listen to it. You can get it on... Number two for me, Skunkworks. Skunkworks. (laughs) Oh, Skunkworks. Skunkworks is a very slow grower. You really have to, like, digest the whole thing a few times. But there's something about it I love. I don't know. It sounds almost like... It's the Bruce album that has zero Maiden, like influences at all this like yeah. there's nothing on there that sounds remotely maidenish yeah it's like a 90s alternative album yeah so it's like right dating an attractive person for the personality you know it's the very <laughs> reason you're drawn to them is is there's nothing to do with it uh you know I don't get what you're saying like no, it's, a, it's, a, I mean, it's a really good album nothing made in a bit like yeah no it's it's not a really good album if it was anyone... So you wouldn't have listened if I threw Silicon Messiah at you, would you be like and you weren't a Maiden fan, would you be like, I'm not listening to this because the only reason you're listening to it is because of the Maiden tie in? What that's not the analogy at all, but but I like uh I like it because You're saying the only reason that I would listen to Skunkworks is because Bruce Yes, Dickinson. that's the only reason you would listen to that. That's probably the only reason that I heard of it. Yes. It's certainly it's the only good. reason, but it's a really you, good album that you hung out and listened to it long enough to 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 argue, you know. No, I'm not like that, Josh. You tend to hear a song you don't like, one or two songs you don't like, and you yeah. tune out and you're like done. Well, remember, I do like, I do like, I do like disliking things. Yeah. It's true. I like, and I, yeah. I like liking things. I know. So I, uh, there's a lot of times I've t- I'll take like a band. Hey, and... wait now. To all our listeners, that you dislike a lot of stuff, buddy. You're just Captain Polite on the radio. You're musically, Cap, you're Captain Cranky Pants. Wait, musically? No, real life, but everything else. Oh yeah, that's sure. I mean, <laughs> yeah, everything I, that's not music, I totally do. But when it comes to music, yeah, I love to give stuff a chance. You do like to. Give I'm stuff very open minded. Yeah, and I love Skunk Works. Yeah, okay. it's my third favorite album. Third favorite by Bruce. By Bruce. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know. What's Here's something saying? about Tyranny of something. Okay, so I've been reading about Tyranny of Souls. I dug into all my Maiden books, yeah. my Bruce books. I've been reading old interviews on the internet, just trying to find out everything I can about Tyranny of Souls. That album, Tyranny of Souls, was written remotely. So Bruce was on the Dance of Death tour, and Roy Z would send him tracks. And he sent him 20 tracks, and Bruce picked eight. Out of those instrumental tracks that he got, Bruce wrote the melodies and the lyrics. And then they got together and they recorded the whole thing in three days, all the vocals. So I'm like, in this pandemic time when everyone's in lockdown, this would be the perfect time for Roy Z to connect with Bruce again to finish off this If Eternity Should Fail album. Interesting. Because remember, we found out that Eternity Should Fail was the title track from Bruce's new solo album. That's right. And Steve Harris kind of took it and used it on Book of Souls. Yeah, which is similar because he did the same thing with Wicker Man, only in the reverse order. Or Bring Your Diaries to the Slaughter. That's right. Confusion. Um, 
I've got a quote from Bruce Dickinson. I read this on the podcast before, and he said, uh, there's half an album of solo stuff sitting on a shelf. I just need to go and get some time and write some more material. I was halfway through doing actually a whole concept album, which was going to be called If Eternity Should Fail. And If Eternity Should Fail was a title track to my new solo album. Mm. So now he has tons of time, all the time in the world, to go back and finish off those songs if he needs to do some writing, right? <laughs> Classic Nesbitt. And Roy Z on Facebook said that he has 17 amazing songs just waiting for Bruce. <laughs> Nesbitt, so now is the perfect time for, yeah. for Bruce to, like, in his house. I'm sure he has somewhere he can, like, record and do a demo. This yeah. is a place for him to, like, time for him to be like, I'm going to write some lyrics. I'm going to come up with some melodies. Come up with these songs finish off this album you're 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 a character so every, every a pandemic <laughs> hits nesbitt's like finally bruce has time to finish off that solo album <laughs> well, I, I do i do think that i know <laughs> that is where my mind went you know it it makes sense now uh, we'll save the the details for the when we break down the album because we'll do an episode on tyranny of souls at least yeah um, but it does make sense to me now that you're saying that you know uh roy z is sending that stuff to him uh because I don't think like I don't want to be too hard on Bruce. I love Bruce. Like he's my he's he's probably musically obviously my favorite favorite made musician. I just I just love him. Um and he's kind of what solidified Maiden for me and you know to the point where when Bruce isn't singing, I argued in the past that it wasn't Maiden and I still feel it's it's not the best Maiden or it's not a, you know it's even it's kind of an asterisk. But I know you are like a Bruce I, guy. I still am I'm a Bruce start. guy. Yeah. But Bruce, to me, is like that, you know, he's uh, one-dimensional uh, in the sense of, like, he's a one-dimensional kind of player where, you know, he's like that that amazing designated hitter who you put him on the right lineup and he wins you the World Series. And, like, Steve Harris and them, they, they knew how to set him up. And then okay. when he went out on his own and... Um, God, what was it? Balls to Picasso was the one where he had, like, a... And, you know, and the book he wrote... And then you saw, and then you watch his t- stuff on the book tours. And he's a great guy. He's just a gregarious character. And I'm not knocking Bruce. He's my hero. But when someone knows how to tee Bruce up, I think it's better. Bruce doesn't necessarily visualize how to tee himself up. Do yeah, you know there's I mean? some kind of chemistry yeah. with Maiden when those guys get together that brings mm. something out in Bruce that just like transcends everything else he does. Yeah. But I think that Roy Z can kind of pull that out of him too. That and that's that that was going to be my point, and that's where yeah. I'm going to go when we do this album. Is like, yeah. they, they he he looked at what worked in you know Brave New World or whatever worked with Maiden in the past, and he applied it to that album and and to his solo albums that have succeeded. He's had someone set a stage for him like Maiden does, yeah. not to the same extent. Roy but, Z, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and there's not that's not a that's not a hit on on Bruce. Some people feel like they have to do everything themselves, and they have to be this and that. I mean, it's just a no. Like sometimes the 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 some of the parts is you know it's it's everything comes together and it's greater than the sum of the parts. And you know, Maiden's not Maiden without him, and he's not that level without Maiden. And that doesn't that doesn't mean he's any lesser. It just means that that's where he belongs. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah. There's something about that group of guys getting together. It's unreal. It's kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, speaking of like un, not unfinished, but like upcoming projects that are like Maiden related, I saw a Nico interview with someone named Gibson Sylvester, who I don't know who that guy is, but it was like an over an hour, like an hour and twenty minute interview. He interviewed Nico. He tells all these stories about like he met the Queen once. 
how he met his wife and you know there's a bunch of st- stuff but lots of ribs and barbecue talk yeah the main thing well two things i want to mention is that uh, at one point he says 16 studio albums and possibly one to come so he's kind of admitting that there's another studio album we thought we already knew that but the main uh thing that he dropped is that he's writing a book he's writing a biography an autobiography mm. so nico is going to have a book come out at some point wow that'll be interesting yeah. Which goes along with Adrian's book that's coming out, which is called Monsters of River and Rock, My Life as Iron Maiden's Compulsive Angler. Really? Compulsive yeah. Angler? Yeah. Well, he's a fisher. Yeah. fisher I know he was, but I, I wouldn't think he would he would put it in the title of his book. Yeah. Well, I mean, Iron Maiden tweeted and they said, you can catch Adrian's fishing book later this year. So they said September 3rd in the UK and Ireland with more countries to follow. So... That's that's two Maiden biographies coming up, plus Blaze's Infinite Entanglement trilogy novel, which is going to be awesome. Yeah. I wonder, would he do a book tour? It would be pretty entertaining yeah. if he did. <laughs> His wife's a good follow on Instagram uh, because she... I've seen a few yeah, pictures on she there, gives, yeah. uh she gives a bit of uh, information, like she'll do like shots from behind the stage and stuff. I enjoy it, I gotta say. Yeah. She's the only one in the whole Maiden universe I follow. Her and the like the Iron Maiden account. What about Adrian's wife? Yeah, Adrian's wife and her are always hanging out, according to uh, their. Wait, Instagram. no, I, I said Adrian's wife. Who do you think I was speaking about? Nico's wife. Oh no, no, no! I, I didn't. I've never okay, followed. Okay, because they're her. both on Instagram and they're both. Oh, like, okay. Pictures together. Yeah. Well, I might have had to follow. I can tell you something though on the barbecue note. Yeah, so I got a. I I, I bought a. A subscription online to Masterclass. Have you been watching any of these? I bought like an all-access pass. So Masterclass is this, uh, you know, learn online from the pros like Gordon Ramsay and Thomas Keller for cooking. Yeah, if anyone's following Josh on Instagram, <laughs> yeah. you've been doing a uh, cooking show. I have. I've been having a time. <laughs> I've been just yeah. drinking and cooking and having a laugh. Me and my wife watched them. Yeah. On her Instagram, yeah. A bit of fun. Anyway. Um, so the, uh, yeah, the pandemic cook-offs. I'm on day like 22. I'm doing a meat pie next. Uh, but what was I going to say? Oh yeah. But, uh, I, I, there's also a whole barbecue, um, one on there as well. And the guy's name escapes me, but, uh, awesome stuff. So I'm, I've just been, uh, getting really into the food. So I want to go to, to Nico's, uh, barbecue joint after. Oh yeah. Rock and roll ribs, man. It's a must. I can't believe I've been to Florida three times. And haven't gone there in the last like couple of years. Yeah, well, I've been to yeah Fort Lauderdale twice too, right? Which is where it is. It's just outside, and um, but neither time could I get to it. It was like ten minutes, fifteen minutes away. But it's just I had so much work on. I hear good things. I've had a few people that emailed us say that it's worth going. Yeah, I'd like to get the. They got some good merch. Yeah, they have a hot sauce. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Any other news? What else? We got loads more. We got a ton of uh. email feedback and stuff. Oh, one thing I wanted to talk about is Burr Fest. Hmm. So that is an annual charity concert in memory of Iron Maiden drummer Clive Burr. So this year it was uh, March 7th. It's Tufnell Park, London. And it was Blaze Bailey, Absolva, and Air Force. So Air Force is has Doug Sampson, who's like an ex-Iron Maiden member. The reason I want to bring it up is one of our listeners, remember Andy Fian? We ran into him in London. Yeah, I did. Yeah. For Maiden. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So he sent us a review of the show, and he sent us a bunch of video clips that he took of, of Blaze's uh, performance, too. And I just want to read this out because it's pretty cool. 
He says, hey, guys, I saw Blaze tonight perform his 25th anniversary show at Burfest. I've seen Blaze a few times with his originals, which has been amazing. Tonight was an incredible experience and a rare opportunity to hear some great Maiden tracks that you'll never hear live unless by Blaze. If you have the chance, make sure you see the set. And I looked up the set list, and he played Lord of the Flies, Sign of the Cross, Judgment of Heaven, Fortunes of War, When Two Worlds Collide, Virus, Lightning Strikes Twice, The Klansman, Angel and the Gambler, Man on the Edge, Future Real, Como Este Amigo, and then he closed with Doctor Doctor. Oh man! So it's an all Maiden set with that one UFO song at the end. That's awesome. And he says Blaze sounded phenomenal, and in fact, the whole sound was great. I attached a few short videos. The sound quality doesn't do it justice. A couple of bits I thought worth mentioning. There are two guitars on this tour. They harmonized some of the leads that were not harmonized on Virtual Eleven and sounded much better for it. So I remember we were complaining about Virtual Eleven and we're saying like, there's not enough guitar harmonies. Yeah. Uh, that was one of our complaints about the Virtual Eleven. So when Blaze covers these songs, uh, they add a lot of guitar harmonies that aren't on the album. pretty cool it does sound better with the guitar harmonies yeah and they said uh, blaze made a joke about recording lightning strikes twice he said something like they didn't practice it before recording and when he went to record it he realized he'd not given himself time to breathe on the course he got the audience to sing the strikes twice bit tonight Seeing the set live reaffirmed how well those songs translate live and how badly a Blaze era album is needed. Ooh. So we're always saying that, like, yeah, you know, we know that they have full shows recorded. From yeah, the Blaze have, era. Ha, has there ever been a uh, an example where they released live tracks significantly later? Off the top of my head, uh, I can't think of anything. Yeah, I don't know. Other than Made in England, maybe. No, so it seems unlikely. Unless they do like a giant box set of like tons of stuff through the whole, through you know, like right back. Yeah, I know. But I would love to hear because we do have some live tracks from that Gothenburg Sweden show in 1995 that were B sides mm-hmm. for Angel of the Gambler, like the aftermath. <laughs> Silently to silence fall In the fields of futile war Toys of death that's fitting red Where boys that were as soldiers live War horse and war machine Curse the name of liberty Marching on as if they should mix In the dirt of brothers' blood Here I don't know. It's pretty cool. I would love to hear a full 
Blaze live album released. Yeah, I don't think you're going to get it. No, I don't either. No, it's unlikely. It just, it bugs me that it's sitting there in some archive somewhere. Never to be released. I don't know, it might be released someday. Someday. Yeah, someday. But I'm like, all these old Maiden live shows. Maiden should do like some kind of thing where you like, you know, every month there's like a, from the archives, they release a, a live album or something. You know what I mean? Digitally. Yeah, like a streaming service. Yeah. Yeah. With their back catalog of live stuff. Yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah, there's an opportunity to do something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Who was doing that? Did we talk about Metallica? It just seems like Metallica's doing it, yeah. yeah. It seems like uh, with Maiden, with all this stuff recorded, video, I mean, you know they have video and audio of like every show going back however, I don't know how long. It seems like so much potential like revenue there. And the fans want it. You know they're going to, people will buy it. I don't know. Yeah. It is interesting, isn't it? I mean, it's not. It it doesn't seem made in style. You know? It totally doesn't. No. I know. Like they have their tour, they have their live document of the tour, and then they move on. Yeah, that's right. That's right. But what they do, they keep doing it so well. Rather than so many of these other, you know, that's something that like Kiss would do now. But they'd also tour around and record, you know, vocals and put on a show and make a farce of it. Yeah. Right. So it's funny you mentioned Kiss because uh, in this pandemic. I had the first 10 Kiss studio albums on vinyl from Kiss, Hotter and Heller, up to Creatures of the Night. Yeah. And that's where they took the makeup off. And that's where I stopped collecting the vinyl. Yeah. And then I made the mistake of of buying Lick It Up, which is the first non-makeup Kiss album. So then that started me. Like Then I got Animalized, Asylum, Crazy Nights. And I'm like, oh, God, now i got to like finish the discography. <laughs> oh, my God. So that's what I've been listening to a lot of, too, is uh, the non-makeup era of Kiss. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's funny. There's there's collectors that uh, look at completeness, right? Like, you're obviously a completeness collector. With certain bands, yeah. Yeah, I'm not. I always pick, like, a, a, a draw around something, you know, like Led Zeppelin. Yeah. Well, that's how first I start with bands, yeah. Yeah, that is how you start yeah. with them. But me, I'm, I'm like, yeah. like, I don't consider the new Star Wars trilogy Star Wars, right? I just oh, yeah. don't, because yeah. George Lucas isn't in it. So that's my out. Uh, okay, yeah, you know, even the, well, that's what I did with Kiss with the makeup. The makeup came off, and I was like, "That's a good place to stop." Yeah, that's funny. I just brought that up because I know how much you hate Kiss. Yeah, ah, uh, I Kiss, I I do respect. I don't respect what they're doing now, but I mean, like Ozzy, I do not like. Yeah, even though he had do you some know that music. if you look on YouTube, there's yeah. a version of Shout It Out Loud. Yeah, that has Bruce Dickinson doing vocals on it. It's on a compilation. Really? Yeah. Um. Wasn't there something we were going to talk about a while ago about the Osbournes? But let's not get into it now. But I, I wanted. To... It's just another example of how horrible of a person Sharon Osbourne is. Oh, I can't God. remember what it was. It could just be weekly Some now with her show. More stupid crap that came out of her mouth. Yeah, she did something. <laughs> She's horrible. Yeah, I remember. I was going to tee off on her, and then Ozzy got diagnosed with Parkinson's that week or something. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, that's yeah, right. And yeah, and I was like, Okay, we'll wait. And then I think we just Poor lost old it. Ozzy. Yeah, I know. Poor Ozzy. <laughs> But, Poor Ozzy stuck with her. Well, that's why it's better to burn out <laughs> than to fade away. But anyway, there's one last thing. Uh, we should wrap it up, but I, I'm yep. going to read one last email. It's only two sentences. Um, it's from Shane, and he says, "I just heard the second bootleg episode, and you played songs from Blaze's final show and Bruce's first show. My question is: Is there any bootlegs of Blaze's first show with Maiden? So I don't have any complete bootlegs, but." When they pl- played the first show with Blaze, it was in Israel. 
And Israeli TV did a news story where they interviewed the band for like three minutes. But they played a clip from the first show that Blaze ever played with Iron Maiden. And uh, I got a little clip of it here. It's very short. So that's uh, Blaze's first time ever singing live with Iron Maiden. Interesting. We played Paul Diano's last show, Bruce's first show, Bruce's last show, Blaze's first show, and Blaze's last show with Iron Maiden. So we've covered the bases of like historic singer concerts playing clips. (laughs) But I hope we haven't played Harris's last or, or Bruce's, Bruce's last. last. Or oh, yeah. Adrian's last. I hope we haven't seen the end of them. No. I would no. say Nico from is the only one that seems like he's struggling right now. Yeah. Although this, this break might be good for him. Yeah, that's true. You know, if that's like true. if a new album he's 70, man. I would be completely happy with uh, Nico stepping down and being the studio, like the drummer for Maiden, but not the touring drummer anymore. I would be fine with that. Or he yeah. could come out and do the encore. <laughs> there you go. The crowd would go crazy. <laughs> yeah. I think, I don't know. I think it'd just be better to step out completely, wouldn't it? Give someone else a chance to make some money. Yeah, maybe. We already know Joe Lazarus is mm-hmm. my, my money's on him. He's the money. Yeah. Yeah. You've been texting some clips. Are we going to, we'll do those later. I know. We've been, I've been sending links to Josh of uh, these Iron Maiden cover drum covers that joe mm. lazarus has been doing on uh, his social media and it's crazy yeah to know what it's like it's like my jaw drops yeah. and he has these like ones of his foot foot cam and just yeah. show him do the kick pedal that was cool doing wicker man and i was like holy that's crap. what it's like to be your friend is like on the one hand you show up drop me off all this beer and like here you go and then a couple minutes later i get a text i open it up and some kid's calf muscle he's like check out that movement i'm like oh my god seriously like 20 years ago it'd be boobs or something now it's like we've we've changed all right well let's wrap it up that's been an hour holy crap yeah it did go fast um an hour and a bit actually uh yeah so um i'm i I don't know we should do some some like i am on social media uh facebook and uh nesbitt you're on twitter and we got our email get us on there uh if you have any ideas at talking have any ideas now's the time Uh, i'm gonna start posting we'll post a few links now about what to look at through the pandemic spend some time okay and uh, get a few things teed up in the old social funnel. So go to Facebook, find us as Talking Maiden on there, or you can go to TalkingMaiden.com or Talking Maiden on Twitter, and uh, and get at us. 
Yeah. And we didn't mention it when we were doing the Brave New World episodes, but uh, happy 40th birthday to Iron Maiden's first album. Yes. Which is crazy to think about 40 years. I know. It's crazy. I know. I was saying uh, earlier, getting in, if you're in high school now and you get into that album, it would be like me or you being in high school and people being like, have you heard Little Richard's first album? That's true. Have you heard Chuck, you know, Chuck Berry's first I album? I know, I know. Rock, rock, rock. I think about when we were in high school, I was like, man, that stuff is like ancient. I know. But that's how old the first Iron Maiden album is to high school kids now. It's crazy. Yeah, that's true, isn't it? It was, it was literally <laughs> like the 50s to us. Yeah. You know, Buddy Holly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Literally. Oh, man. Awesome. Great job, Nesbitt. Thanks for the updates. Yep. All right, everyone. Next next episode, we'll get a bit into uh, a bit of this Brave New World feedback. And, uh, I mean, we got tons of stuff to talk about. We got loads. Loads. Everybody's, it's a cliche to say now, but stay safe and stay home. Yes, stay safe, stay <laughs> Listen home. Listen to Iron Maiden. Yes, uh, explore yeah. some beers. Listen to some tunes. Stay yeah. inside. Check out the new Night Demon single. Check out Night Demon single. Yeah. I actually had to bite off iTunes for $1.49 in order to play it on this podcast. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> right on. Good man. All right. Until next time, up the irons, down the hops. Yeah.